Hi, brother. Start cleaning those tires. Yes, I'm going green this time. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect that bottom. Sunday drive. Hi, right, boss man. Hey, cars off. Be ready. Right, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here, hanging out with you in our WSIC studio. Well, not our studios, but the WSIC studios. Correct. In uh, Statesville, North Carolina, and uh, the Inside Pass, uh, episode number 292. We're getting in ever so closer to that 300th episode. I, I, I can't wait. We're getting older every day. I'm trying I'm trying to plan big things, but we'll, we'll, see, what to, we'll see what I can come up with. That's 2,100 in dog years. Yes, that's a lot of, that's, a, that's an yeah. old dog. That's an um, old dog. Hopefully, it can still learn new tricks. Um, so, <laughs> um, a lot of things have uh, have happened uh, over the last week. NASCAR's officially back. We we had the clash at the Coliseum over the weekend. I feel like Tom, this was a much better race than last year, but I could be wrong. In my opinion, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I no one a, no one really cares what I think, but I think no one cares what either of us think. Um, I I I thought it sucked. Honestly, I, I I did not. Enjoy it at all. 15 cautions is ridiculous. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I have i have a hard time. I understand this is entertainment. I understand that the, the, the agenda here is to put on an event that's fun and entertaining for the, you know, L.A. crowd um, and roll out the red carpet and bring in, you know, Gwen Stefani and Wiz Khalifa. Um, and whoever else, you know, I understand the point. I, so, and I understand you can't judge it, you know, as if it were a real race because it's an exhibition and it's not designed to be, you know, a, a real event. But I, again, I just, it was like, guys, you know, when you have a caution every two laps in the first 75 laps or whatever it was, I mean, it just, it was, it was just hard to watch. And, and I was watching social media and, um, you know, I'd say at least in, in my feeds, I was seeing a preponderance of people that were frustrated with it um, more so than they were enjoying it. With that being said, um, you know, I, I think, and again, I, I mean, you were probably half full, right? In the Coliseum at the most, yeah. it, probably half full. Um, so I think, I think what you have to, the question you have to ask yourself is, did the race serve its purpose for NASCAR or not? If it did, they'll do it again. If it didn't, they won't. It costs them over a million dollars to build the track. That's very true. Right, we're going to step aside take a break. We'll start the show officially when we come back. Hang on. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Tech 
technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys with some great radio hosts. You're listening to the SI Pass. Okay, let me rephrase my comment. I, I didn't, when I said that I thought the race was good, the race itself sucked. The entertainment was better. Oh, okay. It was, more, it was a more entertaining race I, I for actually me. like the caution flags better than the entertainment, Not but so that's much, just well, my taste. And by entertainment, I, I don't mean the music. I'm talking oh. more about like the, the drama and then the, you know, the beating and banging. And the, I actually you know, thought the, the, the heat races were good. That, that, that kind of thing was much better. Is there anything that you think they did better this year than they did last year? No. Um, and, okay. And, have a good day. All right, listen, we'll see you next week. Well, and, and let me let me explain that a little bit because I don't. I really don't want to like belabor this point and sound like I'm just a, a, an old fart bashing NASCAR. But the reality is, is I think the the whole concept of this is that you've got this quarter mile track. You've got these big wide cars that don't turn very well. You know, they're not. They don't have a lot of left side weight like the you know say the short track modifieds do at Bowman Gray. So you put 26 or whatever they started out there and you're naturally going to have a bumper fest because it's the only way you can pass somebody is to move them. There's not enough room on the track to, to make clean passes in it when there's that many cars. That's why in the heat racing, I think you saw better racing for the most part, although a couple of guys got spun, but um, for the most part, I thought you saw better racing in the, in the qualifying because there were half the cars, you know? And so um, no, I just, I, I think if I if I put my NASCAR hat on, then yes, it was probably better than last year. Um, you know, uh, again, we'll see how the TV numbers come in. Um, but it's it's meant to attract a certain market of people, which is why the the music selection is what it is, and that's fine. 
And, 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 you know, I don't have a problem with that. It's not meant for me. I'm not the demographic that they want to enjoy this. And so that's why I said in the first, uh, in the opening segment, Randy, that if, if, if NASCAR, it's going to be up to NASCAR whether this was good or bad. Right. But there just wasn't anything for me that I thought was more entertaining than last year. Um, and, I, and I actually thought, I mean, gosh, I, I, I can't believe that, that, I mean, did you, did you hear Gwen Stefani's stories about Clint Boyer? It's like, you know, this is why you don't put Hollywood celebrities in a NASCAR booth um, because, you know, there's no filter. And I thought that was, you know, not very flattering. Yeah, it's not very, very often that something in the NASCAR world cringe makes you cringe. Yeah, that was that was pretty cringe. I, I did enjoy when they had uh, Jimmy Johnson up there with yes. Tony Stewart and them. Yeah. I, you, you put just this incredible minds together, you know, and now now both team owners and kind of understand, you know, what they're looking at. Jimmy made the announcement he was going to try to attempt to qualify for the uh, Chicago street race. Um, and, you know, everybody was like, you know, this would, would have been the perfect opportunity to run one of the races here because this is, you know, L.A. and everything. And he's like, no, I wanted to make my comeback at the Daytona 500. That was my. Well, yeah. He, I mean, Jimmy you know. doesn't need to be running it. This is an exhibition. It's not a race. And right, that's, exactly. You know, and that's I, you know, I, in my mind, I again, I have to be careful because you can't judge it like it was a real race. It's right. the racing is just the reason they're there. But the 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 real goal is to attract that market of of people, and you filled half of the arena, so I get the 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 Coliseum. So I guess that's NASCAR will decide if that's good enough, and if the TV numbers are good, maybe they'll do it again. Maybe they'll move it. Now here's the thing: I started seeing some rumblings on social media, and I notice you have it on your on the rundown mm-hmm. here. I thought this was somebody's idea of a sick joke. <laughs> It's but apparently, true. are you telling me that NASCAR is seriously considering making this thing that they call the Bush Light Clash a points race next year? Yes, we'll talk more about it here in a little bit. But basically, <laughs> there was a. It started because Auto Club Speedway announced that they will they will not run a Cup race next year because the track will not be ready. Um, this is the last year of the two-mile configuration. They're going to tear the track apart and make it a half-mile starting as soon as the race is over in, at the end of February. Um, but they said there's the, there's no way in two years they're going to be able to get this track completed uh, the way that they want it to be completed. So they're not going to be running at Auto Club next year. So we already know there's going to be at least one gap in the, in the schedule for next year, and they really want a, a points-paying race in the L.A. market. So some of the NASCAR brass people thought it would be a good idea to maybe make the Clash race a points-paying race and put it after the Daytona 500, which I don't know what that means for the Clash unless they run the Clash at Daytona like they've been doing. 95% of the drivers are saying absolutely not. This is not going to work. You will not be able to do this. Do not make this work. So there are other ideas floating around of of what to do with the open Auto Club Speedway date that will be available. Me, Um, me, North Wilkesboro. I mean... You you would have to move, you would have to obviously move some things around on the schedule to make exactly. it work. Exactly. Why not make a couple of schedule swaps and put it at North Wilkesboro or bring a race back to Rockingham? Now you can't do that in February, so you're going to have to you know again you got to adjust schedule a bit. But I mean that is you can't put 40 cars on that quarter mile track. It is impossible. You will race until Tuesday. It's it's just. It, you, it, it, you would know, suck. it would suck for the guy starting 40th. You'd know, yeah. be a lap and a half down. I mean, well, yeah, on the first lap. 
I mean, literally, it's just not. You can't put forty cars on a quarter mile. It just doesn't work. They can't. They they need to shorten the clash field. And by the way, to your point about what does that mean for the clash? Well, the clash isn't the clash anymore. It's this sure. new thing, so they can have the clash whenever it's the they want. It's circumstance five hundred. It, it, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, one fifty. Um, oh, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's so. I, look, I don't mind NASCAR wanting to have this this thing to to do their their bidding for the LA market. That's fine if that's what they want to do, but it certainly should not be a points race, and it would be nice to try and at least have a pretense that you're still going to accommodate your your base fan too um because you know we, at least with the music part of it <laughs> have a mixture and and I could say the same by the way I would be perfectly fine if they wanted to you know bring Wiz Khalifa or whoever to to Bristol or something that's fine if they want to have again mix it up a little bit if your audience gets more diverse then mix it up so you take care of everybody, yeah. right? Um, you know, but it, and I'm not I'm I'm not crazy about the halftime concert idea. I, no, I that th- was a little weird. I think I I understand the halftime break of ten minutes or so, and okay, if you want to throw a quick song up, then I guess you go ahead. But um, I know the Super Bowl does it. Um, I will say one thing. Here's one thing I did like, and I didn't like it at first until, but now I actually think it's cool. I like the medals. Then it's actually yeah the medals. I, that's the one thing I didn't think I was going to like because I yeah. thought oh now we're just taking pages out of the Olympic books uh, because you know Lake Austin has such a rich history with the Olympics. But that was actually a really cool idea yeah. and something unique and different. And it's a different kind of trophy, right? Um, because every at every racetrack we go to, they always hand out big trophies and different. You know, Texas does the six shooter and you know that kind of thing. So it is cool to see a different sort of trophy. And for the since winner, it isn't a medal or a uh, big, it, since it is the real a real race, a points race, I think the medals are cool because it yeah. kind of works for that format right, exactly. that they got. Right. If it's at the Coliseum, right. you know. Right. And so, um, yeah, I and and then I realized after we had first discussed it that well, karting, all forms of karting have a podium with medals so it's like you know or trophies but it's all podium so that's fine i, I think that, that was pretty cool but and and look um uh, happy for martin truex and boy he i mean him and kyle bush were the show for a lot of the night um joe ended up spinning kyle and now kyle's whining but that's okay um that's <laughs> kyle's only whining because they were He's, together in the booth earlier in the day and he was basically saying yeah. if you're gonna wreck me why did you talk to me at all like yeah. i don't I, I don't think he had it in his mind to wreck you earlier in the day no and, it just came across that point and it's on. a fake race kyle get over <laughs> like you know just, I, i've never seen him smile more than he smiled though on that podium i know like, him and austin Dillon seem like they're clicking really well as a oh, team already. i think let me tell you i think that team is going to be one scary team this year because i think kyle's going to make agree. them a lot better yeah. um and and again we're year two with these cars right so i think familiarity is going to breed success and kyle's going to make austin Dillon a better driver I really do believe that. Oh, I think it's going to be fun to to watch that team this year. Yeah, that for sure. And again, sentiment to what you were saying with Martin Truex Jr. It's great to see him back in victory lane. He came so close last year to not only being winning a race but making it into the playoffs, and then just came up short. Um, and, and now we sort of know, you know, a little bit of the backstory about why you know maybe things were happening for him last year. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it. It's a personal thing, whatever. Um, but it's, it's good to see him kind of clear his mind and get back out there and, and ha- actually have fun again for and, sure. and enjoy himself yeah. in Victory Lane. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. Ryan Priest also had a good run, too. So we're going to yes, step, step aside, take a break. We'll talk more about that when we come back on the SFS.
Hi, my name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Path. Yeah, well, his day ended up uh, really early uh, from suspension trouble. So he yeah. ended up in that 27th position, uh, getting spun out early in that race. A couple of mentions uh, of, of good good runs. I talked about Ryan Priest before we went to break. He did a great job. Fantastic job um, with his new ride at Stuart Haas. And, and I think, you know, we were, talk- we were talking about Kyle Busch and, and Austin Dillon and, and how they are going to gel together. I think Ryan Priest is going to fit in really well. Um, with those guys over at, at Stuart Haas. For I sure. mean, he was with the team last year, but on a part-time basis. So I think he's going to be able to bring to the 41 car what Cole couldn't do um, and, and be able to put that car at least up in the top 10. Uh, yeah, and, and it's hard to – I mean, you know, I I guess we're going to see where – you can't – you have to be careful drawing too much from a quarter-mile right. exactly. exhibition. But, um, but Ryan brings a lot more total race yeah. experience than Cole right. has, right? Yeah. So – um, and Ryan's got uh, a lot of fortitude. We'll say it that way. Um, he's not afraid to, to, to go for the hole or make a hole where it doesn't exist if he has to. He's a very aggressive racer. Um, he's going to be fun to watch, I think, in that 41 car. And, and Stuart Haas, is, there's all kinds of stuff going there right now because there was an announcement at the clash that Kevin Harvick made, too, that uh, when he retires at the end of this year for 2024, he goes up in the booth. At, with Fox and joins Mike Joy and Clint Boyer, so there will be a three-man booth again. Yeah, and, and you know, I I do sort of miss the three-man booth. Um, and you can say what you want about Kevin Harvey, but he has a knack for that kind of. He stuff. does. He's and, very and good he's at be it. Very very. Oh good. yeah. Um, being up there and giving his expertise, and it'll be different for somebody like for somebody like um, Kevin Harvey because now he's had some experience in the new car. Um, because you know the right. last couple of years, yeah. no one, ha- ha- no one that's up there has had any of the experience inside the car. So he'll be able to kind of give a different perspective of what it was like being in the new car, um, and, and being able to kind of give his perspective on things. Well, so. and Kevin's even had, you know, he's been the sort of, he's been Mike Joy when they have the all driver broadcasts. That's true. Yeah. So he's actually done the the lead spot. Um, and that is, for those who, who have never worked a TV-type show like that, um, you've got directors in your ear all the time. You're constantly, while you're talking, having instructions barked at you about break coming up, three seconds, two seconds, whatever. It gets crazy. And Kevin really has done a nice job as the, uh, the, the, the lead. Um, and so as an analyst which he's also done quite a bit of, he's going to be fine. Now, here was what's interesting about that. I thought Kurt Busch would wind up up there. Um, so now that spot goes to Harvick. Um, so we'll have to just see where where all of that goes. But, um, but good for Kevin. And, yeah, he's very good at it. And uh, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Fox broadcast team. Well, I think when you have a personality like like Clint Boyer, I don't think it really matters who you put up there because it's going to be a fun time, no matter what. I mean, except for maybe Gwen Stefani. But well, um, that's yeah. story. Um, but when it comes to NASCAR personalities, I mean, Clint, Clint Boyer just brings out something in everybody because um, he's such a, you know, just a, a nice, like fun loving kind of person. Um, so it doesn't I don't think it necessarily matters who you put up there um, because it's all about like for him, it's all about having fun. So as long as he's having fun. Well, yeah. You know, he's kind of the um, he's kind of the redneck beer drinking, you know, common folk sort of um, type of broadcaster. He doesn't spend a lot of time on great detail. You know, he just has a bunch of fun. So Harvick will fill that sort of Jeff Gordon role 
um, where he's going to be able to analyze uh, more. And and Kevin will bring, as you say, a lot of detail about the car, be more current with that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be a good pair. Um, and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, I think, uh, Fox needed, I agree. I think they needed the three man booth back. Yeah. It, it just makes it tough on, you know, Mike Joy and, and Clint Boyer having yeah. to do it all by themselves and, you know, not having any, well, the rotation really is fun though. It is. It, the rotation is fun. And, and I think we've seen last year, you know, some of the people that we didn't think would, would do good, like Matt Kenseth, Matt Kenseth you know, coming yep. in there. Mark Martin. Mark Martin yep. coming in there and, and doing that. Uh, I, I like the idea. I also like the all-driver broadcast, too, because I think it's a fun and unique yeah. little thing uh, for them to do. So hopefully that all continues um, going into uh, to, to 2024. So the I guess the other big news story is all of the rules changes that were kind of rolled out uh, over the course of the week leading up to the beginning of the season. They always do it every year. It's kind of like a state of the state of NASCAR address or whatever, yeah. but they kind of lay out all of the different rules and regulations. Um, and there's a lot of them, so I figured we'll just break them down sort of one by one sure. uh, here. Um, the, the the most notable change is the uh, caution, the stage breaks, the stage stage break cautions have been eliminated at all road course races uh, in the Cup Series starting in 2023. I like um, it. Sort of in an effort to kind of reduce the time spent under caution because, as we all know, especially at road course races, it takes forever for the pace car to find the front of the field, and then they have to pace around two or three laps while everybody pits. So it, it takes way too long yeah. um, under under caution at road courses. So they are still going to award points at the end of the stages, but they won't throw the caution flag. They'll just keep going under the green flag. Well, and, and here's the here's the dilemma with that, that, that people – so the there are a lot of fans who think that – there should never be a caution for the stage break that they should just do exactly what they're doing on the road courses. And whatever lap is the end of the stage, you just award the, the, the points and all of that and, mm-hmm. and have at it. The rebuttal to that is that the reason NASCAR put the stages in in the first place is because people were complaining that there were not there were races where there were the green flag runs were too long. There were not enough yellows. The cars got all spread out. Tracks like Atlanta used to, older Atlanta. Um, and so, you know, it's it's that NASCAR can't win right. in that exactly. sense, right? Um, I personally don't mind the cautions. I just wish that they would get the guys on and off pit road and get back to green faster. I think they could be more efficient, even on the ovals Mm -hmm. with that. Um, But I also, it wouldn't bother me if they eliminated the cautions. The only problem is how many races have we seen, Randy, where they're the only two or three cautions of the event? Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, I think that one's more of a challenge. But on the road courses, this is a no-brainer. Get rid of the yellows and just award the stage points and the road races are all shorter. So you, you right. just don't need, you know, the, the, the cautions in there. I, I think one of the things that you could also look at, which it, it would be a little confusing, but we all know NASCAR doesn't care if it confuses people or not, as long as it makes sense to them. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need the caution, the comp- the stage break cautions on every single track. But like you said, some of the tracks where, you know, you're not going to get the caution flags, um, you know, with like Texas. And, yeah. And, but I think the short track, like we done it for the road courses. Now, I think we probably need to look at it with the short tracks, too, because obviously you're going to have caution flags at Martinsville, Bristol, 
rich man yeah, like those tracks some, sometimes very, i mean sometimes you don't sometimes but, but most of the time you yeah. have at least i mean you may go 50 60 laps without a caution flag but eventually you'll get one see i'd be fine so. if they just eliminated the cautions for right. the brakes yeah, that I mean, wouldn't bother me at all but all i'm saying is true. then there would be races where there's no cautions yeah, that's, and then that's fans would complain about that. I was in attendance yeah. in Texas once where it was like 125 live green flag. Oh, running. yeah. I'm like, I can't go to the restroom. I can't do nothing because I don't want to miss anything. Oh, we, I was at Martinsville one year. It's probably about 07, 08. Junior was racing, I remember, still in the eight car. So it was before he went to Hendrick. Um, might have been 06. And um, it went like over 100 laps with that. And it was painful because they all just were running single file. Um you know, nobody was actually doing any racing. Everybody right. was on cruise control, and I'm sitting there going, I can't eat any more hot dogs, and I'm in the middle of the <laughs> grandstand crowded in, and I just, and, and I'm a short track guy. Right. I wanted to leave. Yeah. Like, it, my, yeah. my brother uh, is the reason I stayed, basically. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it was, it, it can be painful even at the short tracks, these long green flag runs. Well, even when you look at it from the perspective of, like, you, when I was going to, to Texas, I had kids. You know, my, my, yeah. my daughters were young then. Um, and obviously, their attention span, you know, I, I drug them to the races. Yeah. They didn't want to go, but I was like, you're right. going because I have tickets. Um, so, but their attention span isn't going to keep up with 125 right. laps of green yeah. flag. So exactly. they needed, you know, a little bit of a break in between. They want to go to the bathroom and I'm yelling at them, you're not going to the bathroom right now because I don't want to, I don't want to leave. I don't, you know, <laughs> I well, like, you're going to have to hold your, hold yourself or whatever. <laughs> I, if I can't go, you can't go. So um, there goes kind of Randy's so. vote for dad of the year. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> send your, you can send your hate mail to my address. Um, but Anyway, but it's a, but I, I, I tell you, here, pee, pee in this bottle because that's oh, what my dad used my. to do. Here's a here's a great area bottle. Make use of it. Um, but uh, you know, but I can I can attest that yes, that that's that's something that I don't think a lot of of um, fair weather fans is what I call them. People yeah. that, that make armchair you know armchair crew chiefs, yeah, armchair crew chiefs, yeah. um, that that think that oh you know NASCAR's making all these rules, or whatever. I'm like yeah, but did you ever stop to think that you get to go to the bathroom now? At least every sixty laps, as opposed to you know, yeah, not getting to go at all. Well, like I said, you can't win with those people because they're going to find something to complain about all the time anyway. Yep, you know, stuffed in the arm of their chair. Yeah. Um. So, uh, competition caution. Speaking of which, uh, one of the other things that uh, that we saw a lot of last year was loose wheel penalties, um, which have all, have been altered for twenty twenty three across all three series. Previously, the rule was. Um, that if a team lost a tire at any point in the event, NASCAR would sp- suspend the crew chief, the tire changer, and the jackman for four events. doesn't matter what right. the penalty was. Under the new rules, if a tire comes loose from a car on pit road, the driver will be forced to do a pass-through penalty under green flag conditions or fall to the tail of the end of the longest line if it occurs during cautions. So basically, after all of the caution cars and everything else have gone by, then you're at the end of that run, wherever it may be. Um, if the tire is lost on the racetrack, the driver must serve a two-lap penalty on pit road. Um, and if this occurs, the infringing team will have two crew members suspended for two events. So it's kind of a little bit more mainstreamed, a little bit you know, less of a penalty, I guess, in terms of uh, number of suspensions. But it's either on pit road or off pit road. There's no in-between. So I'm going to give this a bell. Because I I like this a lot better than the way it was. Yes. It's oh, much okay. more simpler to follow than the last he, Here's my my problem with all of this is i hope that nascar you've you've got to have if the tires hanging two inches outside of the box for three seconds well you know they put on one tire and then the guy grabs it okay it it's not a penalty don't be so picky 
if it gets away from the pit box, you got to call it. That's my only thing because I hate taking drivers off the racetrack to serve pit crew penalties. That's true. That's true. And there's no gray area there either. All right, right. we're going to step aside, take a break. More rules changes when we come back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Shoot right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Now, here's where I think the gray area is going to come in at. And I think it's because last year we saw a lot of loose tires left pit road and went into the infield grass. So I guess my question at that point is, at what point in the grass does it become off pit road onto the racing surface? Well, see, to me, like I said, if it's outside the box where a car would 
could run over it. Okay, then mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. Right. But I've seen I've seen penalties called where there wasn't two, you know, it wasn't three three inches hanging the right side of the tire, hanging outside of the square by two or three inches. Okay. Mm-hmm. For about two or three seconds, and they called the penalty. Now they were better last year, but um, but all I'm saying is that's one of those arbitrary judgment deals you got to find some level of consistency with, okay? And and unless you're going to let one more guy over the wall, you know these these tires. Sometimes when they set the tire down, they just took off. It's going to hang out just a little bit, you know. Be reasonable with it. That's all I'm saying because, again, I hate seeing drivers have to pit off the racetrack to serve a penalty that the pit crew caused. That's true. Okay, that's my only thing with all this Mm -hmm. is it ends up killing the driver's race, and it was a pit mistake, and and if you're going to be arbitrary and silly about it, you know, I think you just got to make sure that it's a it's a dangerous situation before you 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 um, throw the flag, so to speak. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think a lot of this started uh, back when the NASCAR, or, you know, when the crew chiefs and the pit crews decided that they thought it would be a good idea to compete to see where they could cut the most time off their pit stops because we've gone over the last probably five or six years from 16 second pit stops down to almost 11 second pit stops. Like they've cut five right. seconds off of all the pit stops, and I think that a lot of the teams are trying to figure out ways to make those pit stops even faster. So they're cutting corners as, well, as much as they can in different areas of, the, of, you know, of, the, um, of pit road to try to make those numbers up somewhere along the way. And it's causing all these issues with tires and you know, tires going out of boxes and things like that because they're making silly mistakes and trying to get them off pit road first and before everybody else. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just think there has to be... You, you've got to look at this and try to come up with some sort of a, which I know that's what they're doing, and that's why they changed penalties um, and made them less severe, basically. Um, but I just want NASCAR to use some discretion and not be too picky with, like I said, if it's hanging just a little bit over the box, you know, and it's not really in anybody's way. Right. Give them a couple seconds to put the other tire on, grab the tire, and, and put it. If the tire gets outside the box, you got to call it. I mean, with the way that these cars are built these days, I'm pretty sure if you hit a tire on pit road, you're going to do far more damage to the car than it was be worth coming well, back in and trying to fix it. Well, but you obviously don't want to do that. I mean, you don't want to do that, you but know. I mean, it's, there's no point in penalizing a car. Or, I mean, I guess at this point, if you run over your own tire, that's one thing. But if it's another driver running over your tire, right. I guess that's a totally different thing. But if you lose a wheel on, on pit road um, under green flag conditions or even under caution, the, the penalty that you're going to have to serve for coming back around and doing it all over again is probably going to be just enough of a, a severe enough penalty that you don't need to tack more stuff onto it. Right. You know what I mean? See, that's so. what I'm saying is is I just think that there's got to be some – Sound and reasonable yeah, judgment use. Sure. That's all. It's 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 kind of like the speeding on pit road thing. You got to just because I again taking if that's a driver penalty. So if he's speeding, he's speeding. But I mean, again, you know, I know they build in a little bit of a tolerance, but you know, um, it's just again, you got to be careful with the judgment calls because you end up micromanaging a race to the point where you take you ruin somebody's race because of something that really wasn't that big of a deal. That's true. That is very true. Did you happen to notice that uh, William Byron had his brake lights working um, last night as we record the show? No. 
So NASCAR has another rule where they're going to implement a wet tire rule at certain short tracks. One of the short tracks was the LA Coliseum. Um, so, so even the button was like, nope. Yeah. Um, the so last oh, night, uh, as we record the show live last night, the uh, uh, clash at the Coliseum, the cars had were fitted with windshield wipers and brake lights. And none of them were working because none of them had them, I guess, plugged in, but William Byron did. So at various times last night, his brake lights were oh, actually see, working. Oh, see, I didn't happen car. to notice that. Um, so LA Coliseum is one of the races where they're going to implement this rule, uh, and it will be only damp conditions, so we're not pouring down rain. They, it's basically designed to where if a shower comes through, wets the track down, they don't have to wait for it to dry completely. They can put rain tires on and go just go back out and kind of run the race under damp conditions. But LA Coliseum is one of the races where that uh, rule was, was put into effect. Lucas Oil Raceway Park is another one, Martinsville, Milwaukee, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro, Richmond, and Phoenix. So those are the tracks in which NASCAR has implemented that wet tires are wet. A wet rule will be in effect, so they will be able to run the race even if it rains at any of those tracks. And it's not just for NASCAR. It's for trucks and Xfinity as well. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. I think people have heard me complain enough about that. It's just stupid. It's going to it's going to make other short track divisions think that they ought to do this now. It's going to drive the cost up because um, you got to have rain tires everywhere you go now. Just about. Um, I just think it's dumb. But but the reason they're doing it, if any of you really want to know why are they doing this, it's because NASCAR is determined three o'clock is the best time to start most of the races because they want the West Coast audience to make sure they're eating lunch. During the race, not breakfast. And so um, they only have a three-hour window because uh, NBC, especially in the second half of the year, NBC has news at 6. And we can't preempt the nightly news. So, um, you know, this is kind of where we've gotten to now. And so, of course, we need to try to figure out what can we do. And that's one of the solutions is to have wet, basically, rain tires for short track races. I feel like at this point it would be cheaper just to put tarps over the track. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, just just make them all domes, giant, you know. giant canopies. I don't know. I, I again, I'm I'm not. I just think this is silly. But you know, and nobody's asked me. And NASCAR is just determined now that they're going to do whatever it takes to get races in in the window. So that's where we're at. I, I suppose that that's true. So we'll see how that how works out in, in their favor or not so much in their As favor. if the new car didn't wasn't bad enough on short tracks last year. Now we're going to introduce the idea of throwing some rain tires on it. Yeah. That'll make it better. Yeah. I mean, Maybe rain, it will. Rain tires on a sports car. How you can it? just, you know, you can just water the track down and, you know, do that, that formula drift kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just make it a whole other sport. Um, so also this, now this rule is kind of unique and I actually kind of do, I, I like this rule. The rules for playoff eligibility across all three series were altered ahead of the 2023 racing season. NASCAR has removed the points threshold that is required for eligibility into the playoffs. So previously you had to win a race and be in the top 30 in driver points in order to be eligible for the playoffs. But that is no longer going to have to be the case. Now in Xfinity and trucks, it was 20. It was in the top 20 drivers will now be required uh, they'll have to. They'll be. They're still going to be required to run the full season or have an approved waiver from NASCAR. But if you win a race, you're in the playoffs, no matter where you finish in points. Okay, so I'm belling it because I, I have questions. I, but. Well, here's why they're doing it. So here's a living, breathing example. So we have a driver who's injured right now mm -hmm. and is going to miss the first three races. Of the season in the truck series. Um, sorry, he's not injured. He's not old enough. It's it's um, J uh, Jake Garcia, which is why yes. Chase Elliott 
is driving the 35 truck at Daytona. Isn't Taylor Gray also, uh, ha- didn't he get a waiver too? He might have. Because I, I think we talked about it last week. One yeah, of the Grays NASCAR got a waiver. NASCAR wavered. Um, so, so NASCAR removed the points requirement so that they could waiver whenever they felt necessary without somebody screaming because, well, how's that fair? They're supposed to be in the top 30. Well, because like, Kyle Busch missed 11 races one year and sure. still won the championship running like, 10 less races than everybody else. Right. Um, And it was like, well, if, if they could have beaten him in the 26 races that he ran a few more times, he might not have won the title. Right. So, um, but it's, it, so I like the change. Okay. I just hope that again, let's not get arbitrary with the waivers. You know, let's make sure there's a good reason for a waiver. I'll hand him out like Oprah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if, if somebody's, you know, Going to Cancun on vacation. Um, Hopefully it's not you know, Yeah. <laughs> We're not touching that story here. <laughs> look it up, folks. Look it up. Yeah, just go look it up. I'm not wasting my time on it. There's, It's really just a silly story. I mean, you, you said Cancun. But, if you'd have said any other thing, well, it wouldn't have been I, a thing, but, but I said it for I that know, reason. It was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. But if you're going somewhere on vacation, you don't get a waiver. If you're injured or, again, the age thing, um, and you can come in a few races into the year like Tyler Ankrum did mm-hmm. a couple of years, a few years ago when he made the playoffs, right. by the way, spotted three races because he wasn't old enough yet, mm-hmm. came in in the fourth race, won a race Kentucky, made the playoffs. So I like that change. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, okay Ross with that. Chastain did it too a few years ago because he was going back and forth between Xfinity and Chuck Well, points. but he changed what division he gets points that, for. That's true, but he still he still had to make it into the top. He got the win, but he wasn't in the top thir- tw- top 20 in points. He had to get all the way into the top 20 before he was eligible for the playoffs. He there was no way it. he wasn't going to because he was right. one of the five best <laughs> trucks of that year. That, that's very true. These, so, but, yeah. But, well, yeah. I, but yes, that I, I I do like the rule. Here's my this is the thing with me though, and it, it hasn't happened as much in the last several years. But I know a couple of years ago, before we introduced the new car, we had races where we had like AJ Allmendinger, who was running a part-time schedule, who came in and, and nearly won one of the road course races. Kaz Grala at uh, the the T- Daytona Road Course uh, twenty in 2020 led a lot of laps, almost won that race on a part-time schedule. If they do that this year and they win the race, they're eligible for the championship even if they're not full time. But I guess you have to run all the races, though, don't you? I yeah, you do have to run all the races. I, yes, Never mind. that's that's why that wouldn't I answer my own question. Right, but, that wouldn't um, be the case. Now, the the question is, could you then pull a Chastain and switch your points allegiance? Which class you get points for? Because you won. Because here's let me give you a scenario where this could be interesting. Zane Smith is running Ooh, that's true. Daytona mm-hmm. in the cup car, the 38 car. Todd Gilliland is not running at Daytona. Zane's running seven races in Gilliland's place. Now, if Zane goes and wins Daytona, which is possible in by your the way. front row motors. Oh, it's very possible. It's very possible. Very possible. In your front row motorsports, you have a problem. Here's why. Because Zane becomes eligible for the playoffs now. Okay, so now do you go find another car for Todd to run? Or or what do you do? Or Zane (laughs) to run, you know, the rest of the races with? Or what do you do? Because uh, Zane's the defending truck series champion. You're not pulling him out of the truck. But you got yourself a major deal if Zane goes and wins Daytona, and that's exactly that would be under that rule. Mm-hmm. 
he would then you'd, you'd have to think about how do we get him to run all the races. That's so and and don't believe for a second that Zane can't because Zane is is really good on super speedways. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he won the race. Well, it would be, definitely be a good problem to have because I'm pretty sure if Zane went out and won the Daytona 500, he'd have sponsors calling left and right. So you all you right. have to do is figure out what car you were going to uh, find a car to put him in, and then figure out if you're well, going to change his yeah. allegiance of points because otherwise you you would not be defending your truck. Originally, they were going to have a third car for Zane to do his seven races. Right. And the reason they're doing this, by the way, is because he's under contract with Front Row until 2026, I believe, or 25. He's got a couple more years. Okay. But he wants to be in Cup, and he should be. Absolutely. Okay. So it's it's interesting. Now, if Gilliland goes out and wins a race, they have the same problem in reverse because Todd's supposed to miss seven. Does he get a waiver? Or do they find a third car for, you know, so... Um, if you wonder why this was even a concern, I just gave you the case exactly. study. That's exactly right. And then it's a, it'd be a matter of you know not handing out too many of those waivers that we were talking about. Right. But at the same time, you know what do you do? All right, we're going to step aside and uh, take away. There's more rules changes, and we'll talk about them in the second half of the show right after. Oh, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, Call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider, motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? 
At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Matt Benedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. I'm going to go back to the clash for a second and, and uh, okay. kind of give props to another driver, Justin Haley. Justin Haley did an incredible job. Uh, yeah, fastest in practice, fastest in qualifying. Uh, going to sh- goes to show that, you know, kind of a weird year last year. You know, he had high expectations for himself, as he should. Um, but this year he'll have his, his dad um, behind the wheel with him uh, as a teammate, AJ Allmendinger, by the way, for those yeah. of you who don't know. Um, if you don't know this story, we'll yeah. tell you later. Exactly. You Some can go back show. and listen to, uh, to a previous episode of the yeah. show where we talked to Justin Haley about him, him yeah. and his dad's uh, shenanigans. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, good, good job uh, by Justin Haley. I think college is going to have a, a, a really good year um, this year. Well, I, I would agree. And, again, I, I don't want to make much Especially of a little because it one was of the a quarter. Cars, yeah, it was a quarter-mile exhibition. So I don't want to make much of a little, but Justin did do a good job there. Mm-hmm. He was fast last year, though, he was. until Kyle Larson took him out, remember? Um, so um, he likes that place, apparently. But if you want to talk about good performances, let's throw both Michael McDowell and Todd Gillen from front row in because um, they had to go into the LCQ, but they were both fast. They just, you know, neither qualified in through the heat. So um, McDowell won the LCQ that they were in the last chance race, and um, and Gillen was third, so they ended up both making the main event. And so, yeah, that was cool to see um, the front row cars do so well. And, again, they're both favorites, uh, except Todd won't be in the 38. Like we mentioned, Zane Smith will be driving it for Daytona. But I think either of those cars could win Daytona for sure. They're both fast, two good crew chiefs this year. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think the thing with Michael McDowell, I mean, obviously there's high expectations on the team because of what uh, he did last year with Mike yeah. Harris, who's now uh, Alex Bowman's crew chief over at uh, Hendrick Motorsports. So, um, it's going to be kind of a, a different year for him. He's going to have to get used to another crew chief, but obviously they're already you know making waves and doing good things. And he's going to have – it's going to be hard for him to duplicate what he did last year because right. he had a career year last year. Um, but, you know, uh, all it takes is a couple of good runs, and you're right back in the him, him and Todd both got it's true. Uh, yeah, new that's, crew chiefs, yeah, that and both of them, I think, are going to be really good. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun to see how front row does. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we're going to step aside here and take a break. We'll pay some bills on the other side, and then we'll start our number two right after this on the Inside Pass. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue? You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Michael Annette. If you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you listen to the inside path. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. If you are a businessman, business owner, business uh, businessman or, or woman, and you own a business or you're in the marketing department of a business and you've got a uh, marketing or sales and you need to do lead gen, I have got your favorite lead gen tool for you. It's going to be, if you'll just trust me and go get this. I use it. It's amazing. It's called Connected, K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D, connected.org is their website. Now, Connected is a lead gen tool that works specifically with LinkedIn, which most of you business folks know is the the place that you should be if you're uh, if you want to uh, do lead gen. It's where all the business people are. And here's how easy this is. LinkedIn, by the way, is the world's best database for B2B leads. Absolutely the best. You can use their Boolean search. You go to the search bar on LinkedIn and put in quotes whatever you want to search. So maybe it's every every director of marketing in the state of Texas. So you would put in quotes, director of marketing, Texas, and or director of marketing in quotes, and then Texas in quotes, and it would give you um, that search. You take, you, you give you a list. It would, you take the list and you go ahead and just put it right into uh, your connected software. And then you can create campaigns. You can follow up. Um, do all kinds of sequences. Um, you can set up the necessary time delays between them. 
so that uh, you don't get in trouble for uh, sending too many out at once. Um, you know, just and it and it kind of mimics the way that uh, we would behave anyway. Um, you can personalize the messaging; it's fantastic. Um, once you have them, you you have them in your uh, your connected software. You can call them. You can do whatever you need to do, just like you normally would. And prospecting has been easier for me than ever with this. And if I can use it, because I'm a caveman when it comes to technology, if I can use it, you can use it. Connected.org. Now, it's $89 a month. That's it. They also have a concierge service where you get a coach who will walk alongside you, get you set up, help you start your first campaign, and be there for you when you need a little bit of help. $1,500 for life. That's it. If you're in business, it is the greatest investment you can make. Connected.org slash Nation. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their cars including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to our number two of the Inside Pass. Randy Miller and Tom Baker here with you. Uh, we were supposed to have Caden uh, Honeycutt on the show tonight, but Caden uh, is in Texas uh, this week getting fitted for his uh, his um, seat. Uh, seat, thank for you. For the truck. Um, yeah, he's running at Daytona. Four-letter words always trip me up. Um, <laughs> getting fitted for his seat in his new truck ride that he's got um, that was announced that we actually broke on this show, if you were listening to it, um, but by the time it aired, it was already out, but... Um, I'm going to brag a little bit about that. But, um, yes, so Kate Honeycutt's going to drive uh, for uh, Corey Roper. And uh, the Roper, Ro- is it Roper Racing? I don't even Roper know. Racing. Roper Racing. Roper Racing. The old Ford truck. Ford. Uh, for Ford. the first six races. It is a Ford. I was wondering what it was. Ford F-150. Um, yeah, for the first at least six races of the year. We'll, yes. we'll see what happens after that. I, I, I'm thinking that Kate's the man that's going to get that team full-time sponsorship. Uh, to run at least most of the races, Let's hope. but that'd be kind of cool. But uh, good to see whole Texas organization coming together and uh, putting Kaden in a truck, and I think he's going to do great. Yeah, so yeah, he had to fly out there at the last minute because the um, the person who actually pours the seats uh, ended up couldn't come till the day that we record the show, which is Monday, and so Caden had to uh, be back in Texas for that, and we'll be on next week in studio. So that should be fun. We'll get him on the Daytona preview show, basically. Yes, yes, yes. And and we, we should, we, we should, hopefully we'll have another guest, too. Um, Caleb Costner is uh, due to come in uh, to the studio as well. He's got some big things happening with his uh, his organization, his Arca race Daytona, team. I believe. Uh, Arca Daytona. Yeah. And uh, he, he's transitioned to more of an owner uh, now than a driver. He will drive some of the races for the yeah. team. Um, but uh, big things happening over there with them. So we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. So back to the rules changes. The last major rule... Um, that changed this year is one that's going to make a lot of people unhappy, uh, especially if you watch the highlight reel um, all of, of last uh, during the off season. That was the, the most played highlight reel, and I'm talking about Ross Chastain's uh, hell oh. melon that he pulled at Martinsville, and uh, that's the only time you'll see it because now it's officially been banned um, by the NASCAR brass. You will no longer be able to do that move because NASCAR deemed it an unsafe move. Um, and uh, therefore, they think that um, doing so uh, should result in a time penalty, which is what will happen if you try to move again. Yeah. So, again, if you if, if you were in a cave um, at, after the Martinsville race in the fall of last year, you can go look it up. Just type in Ross Chastain Martinsville move in, uh, in YouTube. and it, Just type in Ross Chastain. You, you don't have to go yeah, to move. Yeah, it's probably bring move. it up first. Um you know, basically, it was a video game move. He hit the throttle and pushed it to the floor, went around turns three and four against the wall, and because he was going so much faster than the field, he passed like three or four cars and ended up sneaking into the final round of the championship at Phoenix in the final four with that move. I I said on this show after that race uh, that I thought this was a moment in time I loved seeing it. It was crazy, incredible. I don't ever want to see it again because if somebody, if a car had drifted into his path, he would have pushed that car all the way into turn one and we could have had some serious consequences. So um, love that he thought to do it. It was a crazy moment in history that should never happen again. So I know that fans are all, any, any excuse to bash NASCAR, I am taking their side on this. You just can't let that happen again. Yeah, it was a one-time thing, and it was cool when it happened. Um, but but I it was agree. Lucky I mean, at Martinsville, I mean, it's one thing to do the move at Martinsville or you know somewhere like that, maybe even Bristol, um, like on the dirt. 
But when you go to other tracks, um, and I'm not talking about super speedways, but just, you know, a, a Michigan or, you know, yeah. someplace like that, and you try that same thing, obviously you're not going to be able to do it at a high-speed track anyways. Yeah. But it's the thought of doing something like that to get to, t- to get an advantage where, you know, luckily nothing happened, you know, and I know a lot of people go, well, you know, what would be the odds of something happening? What would be the odds that that car hit at a different angle and parts of the car came off and went into well, the grandstand? Well, see, that could have been the case too. And actually... A lot of people have talked about the fact that NASCAR normally, if someone hits the wall that hard, they'll throw the yellow. Okay, it was really fortunate for Chastain that the yellow didn't come out. Um, It would have been for nothing anyway. It would have been for nothing, and it could have affected everybody else's outcome of the race. That's true. So, um, look, again, it's not that you want to spoil somebody's innovative fun. But in this case, it is dangerous, extremely dangerous. We were fortunate that Ross got away with it the first time. I think it was awesome that he that he thought about it. He tried it. We had that moment. Sometimes you have to make a rule. You, you just wouldn't think anybody would actually ever really try that. So that's why there's no rule about it. He tried it. He got away with it. But you, you got to go, no, we're, we're not going to let. Because you get 10 people trying to do it. And then what? Right? So. You know, yeah, that's I don't have a problem with that. It's one of those things that I learned uh, a long time ago from from my dad. And my dad always told me that rules are in place because other rules were broken. Like somebody somebody did yeah. something, and I was like, okay, now we're gonna make a rule about it. And so you know, I mean, no one would have thought that something like that would have right. happened. And I feel like if this wouldn't have been the new car, it wouldn't have happened because if we were still in the old car, I don't think that old car would have made it no. through the turn. Um, but uh, trying no, to the new car, when he hit the wall, he would have cleaned the right side off it. Exactly. So. Um, sorry, sorry about you guys' luck uh, on that one. So, um, other changes that were made; those are the actual, those are the rules changes, the 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 the, the new the new rules that have come out for the teams. Some of the other things involve safety, and I, if you guys watch the broadcast of the the clash at the Coliseum, they mentioned some of the new tweaks that they made to the rear end of the car, um, which is going to be exciting for 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 fans of. Tom and I are big, you know, safety advocates. We're we're all about the safety of cars and stuff. Um, we all should be mainly because most of us were, you know, drivers and right. way back in, in yesteryear track promoters. Um, so yeah, and track promoters and stuff like that. Own track uh, car owners and stuff like that. So I understand the importance of safety and understand the importance of making and changing components on cars to make them safer. We had two unfortunate injuries last year: Kurt Busch and uh, Alex, Alex Bowman. Bowman. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, Kurt's still not cleared uh, to come back. We don't know if he ever will be. Um, but luckily, Alex got to come back at least around the final race of the year at, at Phoenix. Um, but ultimately, ended his entire chances of winning the championship because right. he was in the playoffs when it happened um, and ultimately finished in 16th place. But it's nice to see NASCAR taking the time to look at these different incidences and go, okay, you know, something's not right here. We've got to figure out what was going on. So they changed some of the rearing components. Uh, made some of the safety bars, reinforced them, you know, added some foam, things like that to kind of soften the blow when these cars back into the wall because that's where the problem lies right. is when you back into the car. So it's nice to see that NASCAR decided to make some of those changes to try to keep these guys safe behind the wheel. Yeah, and I think that's, I think it's, a, again, that's, we'll, we'll have to, uh, unfortunately, sometimes you don't know if something's actually the right solution until you test it. And, sure. you know, I hate the thought of somebody having to have a rear end impact back into the wall to um, to try and test it, test it out. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's better. Um, and one other thing along the lines, everybody was complaining about the fires that were happening in the, in the cars last year. Um, it seemed to be only the uh, the Fords um, 
well. So we had a fire over the weekend at Toyota. It was Ty Gibbs. And um, so everybody now is saying, well, I thought they was going to fix that. I thought they was going to fix that. Well, um, there's a lot of speculation about maybe there was, it may have been the team's fault because some improperly installed components. Um, I'm just telling you what the speculation is. I don't think we know for sure yet. But, you know, that's something NASCAR does have to get a handle on because that is an issue with these cars. Um, and uh, so now they've they've got to find the solution to that. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's an unfortunate situation that we have to find these things out in the in the moment. Yeah, but it's hard. It would be hard to, to test these. It's not like a like an auto test, like, you know, Mazda taking their car and going to the crash test site and. You know, putting a dummy in the car and you know letting it roll over yeah. ninety five times to see if it holds up. It's just end. concerning because those fires end up in the cockpit. That's the true. driver area. You don't yeah. want, you don't want smoke or fire in your car in your driver area. I've I've so. luckily knock on wood have never had that happen uh, in all my years yeah. of racing. Have never had to have the unfortunate situation of being involved in a fire. Hopefully, I never will. I don't drive anymore anymore. Thank God. Yeah. But, um, but I know how scary it can be, and I've seen plenty of crashes last year. You know, and the year before that of sprint cars and, you know, other cars getting upside down and then getting, you know, drivers getting trapped in those cars. So I, I know how scary it is just from the perspective of having seen it happen. Um, and and, you know, it's, it's always a, it's always a work in progress. Anytime you have something new, you're always going to want to tweak it and make it better. So I I think in the, this year going forward, you know, hopefully we'll be able to put those plans in place and and be able to make those changes and and make the cars, um, even safer. There's other uh, safety implements, which we'll talk about after the break that involves the driver as well. And some of this stuff came out, um, in the wake of, of Earnhardt's crash. And, and so uh, some of those changes were made, too. And we'll talk about that when we come back. More Inside Pass right around the corner. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now. But you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. 
Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Jeff Burton, and you're listening to the Inside Path. So back in 2002, in the wake of the Earnhardt crash, which ultimately, of course, um, took his life, NASCAR made a lot of safety changes to the car. Of course, we have a whole new car since then. Two cars, as a matter of fact, since then. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that NASCAR implemented was the use of a black box. And so the black box is something that has always just been a, a safety aviation thing. Every airplane, helicopter, anything that flies in the air has a black box in case they crash. You know, a, a safety administration and the FAA can figure out what happened and, you know, kind of go back and look at analyze the data. So that's kind of what they did with the NASCAR uh, teams. They, they gave all the teams black boxes and said these have to go on the chassis of the car so that in the event of a crash we can look at G-force, we can look at you know, what the car was doing before the crash, things like that. And it's kind of been untouched for the last 20-something years. Um, but this year they've, they've kind of added some things to the, the black boxes and, and kind of put different mechanisms on, like, con- that connect to the box to kind of look at GPS data, you know, things like that, uh, you know, angle angling of, of accidents and things like that that they can't get in the black box, which I thought was pretty cool. But the one thing that they've changed this year that I thought was cool, and some drivers did it last year, but this year they, they said like 85% of the field is doing it. They're wearing specialized mouthpieces that have a embedded black box in them so that when in the event of a crash, they can use the, the G-forces from the mouthpiece to see exactly how hard drivers are hitting walls, which I thought is really, really cool. It's a lot of technology that I wouldn't th- think about. But it would be it allows them to see exactly like forward movement, side movement, you know, of, yeah. of the head um, in the event of a crash, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, you know, the technology has come to that point where we can do that. Um, you know, I could have a whole other discussion about how scary that also is. <laughs> exactly. um, but um, but yeah, that that I think that's that's awesome. And um, you know, it, it the more we can know and understand about. How much of the impact the driver is actually absorbing in these cars, mm-hmm. the better. Because NASCAR had an issue with its modified class back in the 80s where we we had a number of, I, I, I don't want to say NASCAR had. Um, they didn't have anything to do with it. They weren't building the cars. But um, the modified division, uh, we lost about four or five drivers because th- there was a, a number of cars that were built in the 80s that were the chassis was too rigid and um, the driver therefore was absorbing more of the crash and so that's basically what's happened here is this new car that nascar has for the cup car it's a grand touring car basically gt car and you know the crashes that that 
we were used to seeing out of the car on the road courses it usually runs on weren't that severe. They, they weren't high speed, 180 mile an hour, you know, impacts. So, um, and, and so now we've identified this problem. NASCAR worked on the back end. And, and of course, um, they've got the black box so they can see. And now the mouthpiece, all of that hopefully will work together to give them all the information they need to be able to understand enough to permanently fix the, fix the issues. Um, and so this is a good thing, I think. And the drivers seem to be for it. Um, and so I hope that uh, it, it, again, we're all safety first here. So I hope that uh, helps. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's more than just a black box. I mean, you, you, you go back to, obviously, 2001. You know, we, we didn't know what these cars were, were capable of doing in terms of, you know, once they crashed and things like that. I mean, I know it was a sort of a freak accident, you know, that well, happened or whatever. Were, but yeah, there were other issues. It's one of those situations Dale, but, yeah. that, that changes the entire course of everything right. that you do from now on. Um, and, and so it's good to see that these changes were implemented. And then even in the wake of uh, Ryan Newman's crash, what, four years ago now, five years ago, yeah. um, where, where he uh, got upside down at Daytona in the 500 and, and you know, basically hit the car, uh, uh, Bubba Wallace hit him in the roof and bent the car backward or whatever. Um, and there, a lot of changes were made because of that wreck. I don't think um, that was Bubba. That was, was, it, uh, oh, that was Briscoe or was Blaney, it, was I think. It, was it? Yeah, it was either Chase or Ryan, I think. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, your point oh, is made. And, and in that situation, the irony of that is that there was a bar that was mm -hmm. installed, uh, you know, uh, up toward the roof called the Newman Bar, yeah. basically. And it was because of Ryan that it, 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 was, it yeah. was installed on the cars. And that is what they think saved his life. Yeah. You know, and so, again, you know, ongoing NASCAR is very conscious of this. And that's why, you know, it bothered me a little bit that everybody jumped on him for the back end crashes. You cannot prevent injury 100 percent no matter what you do. There's no way it's racing. It's dangerous. We're pushing the limits of these cars and tires, um, it, you know, and, and it, it stuff's going to happen. But um I credit them for the changes they made in these areas, like we've talked about, and hopefully um, this will will solve the problem because nobody likes seeing it, especially with what we know about concussions now. Um, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's an unfortunate situation that happened with Kurt Busch. Hopefully he gets better and, and is able to at least come and run some races. Uh, Alex, I think, was a little bit of a different case because – He's a little bit younger than Kurt Busch. Well, Kurt um, had a he's having a particular I can't remember I was reading about it the other day. He's having there's a there's one little particular sort of scenario where Kurt mm -hmm. has the issue and you know it just hasn't healed itself completely yet. So hopefully soon because that's what uh, I don't know if it's like fast motion or something there's one little sort of thing that that that's kind of holding him up and um if he get past that then um he probably, but I don't see him running full time again, regardless. But it would it would be nice to see him be able to at least come back for a race or two, like Jimmy is, and retire right. on his own terms. Yeah, absolutely, you for know. sure. Uh, speaking of concussion protocol, that reminded me that we we have a, a show coming up in a few weeks with uh, um, a gentleman named Chris Turner. Chris Turner used to run uh, MotoGP uh, way back in the day. He's been on the show a couple of times before, but he has since sort of retired from the MotoGP world. He's now become sort of like an advocate for um, concussion safety, concussion protocol. Um, and he was, I think he was diagnosed with CTE, which is, which is one of the yes. things that, uh, 
um, Junior had gotten. You know, some Kurt, of the football, most of the football players the have, have gotten yeah. too. Um, but he's really started stepping out and sort of, you know, kind of talking about it and kind of talking about, you know, what to look for and, you know, to go and get help when you need it and things like that. He's done a lot of, like, research um, and kind of come on board with a lot of, like, the, the um, uh, research hospitals and things like that. But, but he's, he's going to be in town in, in the Charlotte area doing some stuff. So he, he agreed to come and be on the show um, in a few weeks. So I, I'm interested to kind of see where where the research is headed for this because I, I know it started talking about football because, you know, a lot of the football, a lot of the older football players – um, that played in the in the '90s and 2000s are now you know retiring, dying early, you know things like that because of uh, you know things that they found you know on their brain uh, after doing CT scans and stuff after they've passed. Um, but it doesn't really get talked about that much in racing. But I think last year I think really brought to the forefront the the injuries you know kind of protocol with this kind of stuff with Kurt right. Busch and, and yep. Alex Bowman. And, I, and I've always been an advocate for you know if you guys want to read about concussion protocol and things like that to read Junior's book. Um, because Junior yes. talks in great length. That entire book basically talks about his struggles um, with concussions whenever he was, uh, you know, running for Hendrick and, um, you know, getting into those crashes and things like that and almost ending his career because of concussion protocol. So um, it's a great read. It's a great opportunity to kind of do your research about that. But definitely uh, be looking forward to that. I'll let you guys know when that show is coming up. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Chris about uh, about that uh, that kind of subject. So. Um, last week, uh, we started talking about the Truck Series sort of preview, kind of going through the drivers um, that are going to run in the Truck Series this year and sort of kind of talking about where we think they're going to rank and be. I wanted to it, yeah, Racing to the Finish yeah, yeah, that's what is, it is the thank book you. Thank uh, you. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, talks about the uh, his concussions and then to the end of his, yeah, Racing to the Finish if you want to um, pick it up or read it online on a Kindle or whatever. That's what it is, Racing to the Finish. One of the best books I've ever written in my Yes, life. and, and then there's also, a, if you go on YouTube, Graham Bensinger um, did a whole show with, with Dale about his career and a lot about that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it's a brilliant interview. And it, it you won't see the whole thing at once. you got to watch it in segments, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, Graham Bensinger uh, with Dale Jr. So, yeah, you can go ahead. You're back to no, trucks. No, you're, you, that's, uh, I'm glad that you found the, the yeah. name of the book because it, it slipped my mind. I, I need to go back and reread it. I haven't read it. I haven't. I haven't read it in a long time, um, but it's it's a great a great read for yep. sure. Um, anyway, we were, we were talking about the Chuck series. We were uh, we, we talked about Ryan Vargas. He was the last guy we got to before we we uh, ended the show last week. Yep. So I thought we'd go through the rest of the Chuck series guys, see how far we get. We can get to Xfinity. We'll do Xfinity two, um, and we'll do Cup next week because obviously the Daytona five hundred is coming up um, in the very near future. So we're on uh, number thirty two. Um, at least truck 32, not driver 32. Yep. Um, but Brett Holmes. Now, uh, Brett um, is going to run his, I guess, his own truck. He's yes, he owns it truck. is. Um, Jerry Baxter is going to be his uh, crew chief, longtime uh, crew chief. He'll yep. have a couple of sponsorships, Southern States Bank, Holmes Excavation. So uh, he's going to get the opportunity to run for First Rookie of the Year. full season, yeah, in the truck for Brett. Yep. So, yeah. He came up from the ARCA world. He did, yes. and, and uh, it's good equipment, good crew chief, and good driver. So I think he's going to do well. Um, number 33 is the, the Rangan Brothers uh, truck, which is uh, Mason Massey. We talked about uh, their unfortunate situation that happened last week where they uh, had a fire in the shop. Everything yep. seems to be doing good now. They're back on track yep. and getting uh, trucks ready for Mason uh, for 2023. I think this is a good fit because I, a lot of times, especially with these these organizations that run different drivers and have like a merry-go-rounder drivers, you don't really get – to, to have uh, somebody consistently in the truck for a long period of time. So being able to have a guy like Mason Massey, um, you know, come in 
still a little bit of experience experience factor playing it. I mean, he's not you know yeah. 50 years into the sport. Um, but I think with the youth factor and being able to just kind of have one guy for the whole year to kind of you know help the team along and kind of figure out what they need and kind of stick with one guy, I think you'll see a little bit of, of, of difference in those trucks later on. In the yeah, year. and I and now I don't know this to be true, but I I heard somewhere that they may have purchased some trucks from Kyle Busch Motorsports. Um, they wanted to upgrade the program, and Mason drove for them when he first came in. He was the that was the first team he raced for in NASCAR's National Series. So he, <clears throat> excuse me, he's returning, and uh, I think Mason will do all right. He, you know, again, if they can get him a top fifteen or twenty truck, that's where he's going to run. Mason will get the most out of it. So I hope they have a great year. Yeah, we will. Uh, we have more drivers, but we are coming up on a break, so we'll talk, we'll talk about uh, McNally and uh, Front Row, um, which we talked about a little bit ago. They may have a problem on their hands. Uh, when we come back uh, from commercial break, and then we'll see what we can do about the experiences too. So more of our preview uh, coming up right after this. Stick with us. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at vsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. 
For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. And you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. We're kind of breaking down and uh, kind of talking about the drivers that will make up the uh, Camping World Truck. Well, no, not Camping World. Trent Craftsman Truck Series. It's going to take me time to get used to that. We spent so well, so long going, it's, it's uh, craft. No, it's Camping World. Now we got to go back to Craftsman again. See, so I kept saying. Ca- uh, craftsman Lord. when it was camping world. So now I'm good again and you're going to be messed up. Thanks, NASCAR. Yeah. Um, so number 35 is the McAnally Hilgeman Racing Chevrolet that Jake Garcia will drive full-time. Now, we mentioned at the top of the show Jake will not be in the truck at Daytona uh, because he doesn't turn 18 until before the Vegas race, so he will not be in the truck. Chase Elliott will drive the truck at, uh, at Daytona, but uh, I think the truck will be faster when it comes back because Chase will tell them what they need to do um, to make the truck a little sure. faster. For yeah, Jake. I mean, and that, they got good trucks. They do have good trucks. You know, they're That's top true. 10 trucks, so yeah. going to be interesting. Jake is a is a rookie in, in the truck series uh, coming out of late models, um, but uh, we'll see how you know, he does, but uh, that's a team that, that's capable of running in the top 10. Both of those trucks are, so it should be fun to, to see how they do this year. The front row motorsports entry is next. Zane Smith is listed as a driver, but that may change after the 500. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, Zane is, <laughs> Zane is the defending champion. Do we need sure. to say any more? Exactly. The team, by the way, is intact. Okay, sure. nobody's left. So they've actually picked up a couple of sponsors along he's the way. Bringing, too, well, yeah, and Zane is Zane's done a great job. He does really well with the sponsors. No reason to think he can't defend the title in that truck. True. Uh, number forty-two is uh, the Nice Motorsports uh, truck of uh, Carson Hosevar, who will return full time. Uh, he'll have uh, full time sponsorship from Worldwide Express for most of the year, so that team remains intact. I still can't believe that he hasn't yet won a race because he was so close and did so well in the playoffs. And then, you know, just he just hasn't been there. So I think this might be the year where he actually breaks Carson through. needs, I believe, Carson needs to learn how to close races. Talk to Kevin Harvey. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he's prone to making the big mistake. And he's cost himself two or three shots at a win because of that fact, he's a little over aggressive at times. If Carson backs off the aggression button just a touch and concentrates on being there at the end to, to run for the win, um, then he he'll get his wins. But you know he needs he needs to be I think just uh, again intelligently aggressive. Be aggressive when it counts and not you know. And uh, yeah, I but I he's he's definitely a championship threat for sure. Yep. Uh, number 43 on the list is the GMS Racing Chevrolet of Daniel Dye. Daniel will run the full season in uh, 2023. He'll have Travis Sharp as his crew chief. Um, no sponsors have been named yet, but that's three trucks in the GMS stable for uh, for, for this year. And Daniel uh, coming up from the ARCA series. He is from Florida. That young man is very talented, and he's also very smart. When I say smart, I'm talking racing smart. So. Right. Daniel will do just fine. Travis Sharp is an amazing mentor for young racers. He's he's done a lot of that on the West Coast with his own late model stuff. He's going to be, I think that's going to be an interesting team to watch this year. Uh, the 45 truck has another Nice Motorsports entry. Lawless Allen returns to the seat of that truck for 2023. He'll have another year on his belt 
um, which I, I always say is, is, is a good thing for a driver, being able to be more familiarized yeah. with the truck as you go into year number two. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, again, um, not sure I see Wallace winning a race, but I certainly see him being more competitive. I can see consistent 15, top 15 uh, there if he can you know get on a roll and stay out of other people's crashes. Um, so we'll have to see where that goes. But that's a good team, and, and, and I think Wallace is actually a really good racer. We'll have to get him back on the show again. Yeah, for sure. The number 46 is the G2G Racing at Toyota. There's no driver listed because it's going to have multiple drivers. The first driver will be Johnny Sauter, who will run the truck at Daytona. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be all I can say about that. Is <laughs> that's going to be fun to watch. That team ha- had that team had left a lot to be desired organizationally last year, uh, and so they've got a long way to go. Johnny raced for him at Daytona last year, um, so we'll see. They've they've got work to do over there. Uh, the 51 truck is the Kyle Busch Motorsports Chevrolet this year instead of Toyota, of course, because Kyle yep. Busch is now a Chevrolet driver. He will run his five races in the truck, and then Jack Wood is going to drive the rest of the schedule in the 51 truck. For uh, Brian Patty will be the crew chief, who will move over from the cup side to crew chief. Marty Lindley will lead the team completely, um, and they're going to split the ride. I, you know, I, we, we when this announcement first came out, we talked a lot about this. I. We love Jack Wood to death. He's a great kid. He's been on our show a thousand times, and we love picking on him about Tinder when he's here. Um, <laughs> but we also know what Kyle Busch can do and what what he expects as a team owner. And we've seen how many kids have gone through that organization before. Obviously, it was Toyota, now Chevrolet, but it, it doesn't matter. Kyle Busch is right. still on the marquee. Um, but he demands results. He demands wins. He demands opportunity. He demands top fives. He demands you know championship contention. Yep. And how many guys we've seen come through that organization who are no longer there? John Henry Nemechek, um, Harrison Burton, uh, Gilliland was on that team. Uh, Eric Jones was on that. I mean, all these yep. guys have gone Byron. on. Some of them, Byron, have gone on to do great things. But Jack Wood, and I love the kid to death, but he's not any of those guys. Well, um, he's still got some work to do. He's, he was making strides with GMS, but I don't think he's at that level that that truck is going to fit him. To well, like I said, we're going to find out what Jack Wood has. Yeah. It will not be the truck. If <laughs> that's very you know, true, uh, and and look, true. this is a this nothing is against the, him. This is the opportunity that every Jack Wood dreams of. Absolutely, it is. Is the chance to go race at, with Kyle Busch and learn from Kyle and be able to right. So uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful oh, I, for absolutely. Jack. That that he will go out and and show us all now that he can go win races because you're going to be expected to win races in Kyle Busch's truck. Right. So yeah, that's um, I mean there may be a little bit of leeway because move to Chevy, blah 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 for a little while. But if the truck's fast enough to be winning, they're going to expect Jack to finish up front. So that's one of those high-profile situations where you better be ready when you step into a ride like that because if it doesn't work well, it's not the truck. It's you, most likely. Though we did have when Gilliland and Burton were in the truck that one year, Kyle's stuff just wasn't good. That was right after they went to the, the uh, spec motors. Right, exactly. And, you know, Kyle didn't have his big Toyota horsepower, and it took him a little while to adjust. Um, so, you know, that that was what that deal was, but... You know, yeah, Jack, this is Jack's opportunity to step up. It will not be the equipment. If I know Kyle Busch, then his leeway toward Jack Wood will end on lap five at Daytona because it's, it's a very short, 
window of opportunity. He's like, Only okay, if he you, crashes. He'll get a race gotten... or two because Kyle knows. Kyle nah, understands nah. again. But, again, you've got to go out and prove it. So, And I hope he does. Jack's a great kid, and, and uh, you know, I really want to see him do well. Kyle seems like he's had a lighter side to him the last couple of weeks. He's got, he's got a little well, swagger, a little smile on his face. Well, if you look at social media today, he's not very happy with Joey Vagano. He's not a little happy no. with the he's not happy with the country Mexico either. But telling the story anyway. <laughs> number fifty-two on our list is uh, the Howell Racing Toyota Stuart Friesen. Though that team remains completely intact uh, from year to year as it is uh, already. But we'll see how Stuart can do. I, I feel like he's made strides every year. He's gotten better at some of the tracks that we didn't think he could do good at. Um, he's been close to to winning or up front for a lot of the races this year, but there's just something missing about that team. I don't know what it is, but something on that team is just not clicking the way it should be because I feel like he should be winning way more races than Well, you know, here's the way I look at it. It's the truck series. There's, you know, 15 to 20 really competitive trucks, and it is just hard to win truck races. With that being said, you know, there have been times when, you know, Stewart has been way overdrawn at the luck bank, and then there have been other times when Stewart has taking himself out of races he could have won um and you know but that is a that is a team that should be running for a championship every year and i'm i again i believe Stuart wins the race i believe he gets the playoffs and then of course you know you got um you, you gotta you gotta be good when it counts so um yeah you're right it's just been weird it's like they but they did make a chassis change a couple of years ago and i think they finally kind of started to get the hang of that um at the end of last year, uh, he was a real threat. So I think huh? Stewart will be fine going into 23. Uh, the 56 truck is the Hill Motorsports entry of the Toyota of uh, Timmy Hill and Tyler Hill, who are going to split the, the, the truck yeah. back and forth during the course of the season. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to set the world on fire with the organization, but I, I think it's consistency, um, which will also obviously go a long way. And they're capable of at least a top 15, top 20. Yeah, you need the homemade, home uh, grown teams, and that's a small team. The brothers split the driving, and I think it's great that they're able to compete in the truck series. Uh, Thor Sport uh, is the next two entries, the 66 of Ty Majeski and the 88 of Matt Crafton. I think Ty really did a really good job uh, this last year. A lot yep. of people weren't expecting him to be the, 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 the head of the Thor Sport teams um, this year, but he made it all the way into the Final Four at Phoenix and uh, gosh darn near you know, almost won the, the, the championship. Yep. But um, this year they're going to go from Toyota to Ford, so that may change things up a little bit. They'll have Haley Deegan as a teammate as well. Um, so that may change things a little bit for them. But uh, a little bit of a learning curve, but not too much of a learning curve. They were Ford before. They were Toyota before. They were Ford. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, I mean, they they bounce back and forth. Uh, they change manufacturers like Cher used to change costumes in their concerts. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they uh, Tricon became the big Toyota team. So over to Ford they went and got Haley Deegan and, um, and all of that that goes with that. So, um yeah, that worked out good for, for Thor Sport. And, you know, Ty's uh, a championship threat. We all know that now. Um, it's not a secret anymore. Right. And, of course, Ben Rhodes is the other member of that team yep. in the 90s. And we all know Matt Crafton can win and, a championship. Yeah, Matt, Matt Crafton is perfectly capable of winning a championship. So uh, moving on, the SRX series uh, has announced uh, more driver entries uh, in, in their uh, their quest that, that begins in July uh, over on ESPN. The Thursday Night Thunder series will return. Uh, we now have uh, Haley Deegan, Brad Keselowski, Bobby Labonte, and Ryan Newman, all part of the series of drivers who will compete for the championship in 2023. By the way, Brad Keselowski will run the full six, six races um, for the SRX series this year. And Denny Hamlin will make his SRX debut um, in the season opening race at Stafford on July 13th. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm glad that, that they went to ESPN, and I'm glad that they went to Thursday nights. Um, 
what I'm disappointed with is it feels like we've gone from a bunch of, uh, you know, either older retired IndyCar drivers with some NASCAR guys and the short track drivers sprinkled in to a bunch of um, older retired NASCAR guys. This this just starts to feel a little bit, you know, and, I, and I'm not hearing about short track racers. Right. And I thought that was going to be a key component of this series, and it was for the first year uh, or two. And now... I feel like this is just sort of a NASCAR product with some IndyCar guys once in a while. And, you know, um, you, you get you, Haley Deegan gives you the female that you want and the SPN can talk about that. And, you know, and, and it'll be fun to watch her. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not as excited about this driver lineup as I as I was. I don't I don't want Brad Keselowski to win the series. I want you know, I want this series to be different and unique but it just feels like ESPN for whatever reason, or maybe it was just their decision, but it, it just feels a little more NASCAR esque. Um, and I wanted to see the short track drivers mix it up. They've proven they can win and run up front when they, when they have, um, I just think it takes away what one of the things I thought that series was going to do, but it'll still be fun and I'm still excited to watch it. Now that was one of the things that I was in fear of when the SRX was first announced is because it was it, the cool, the idea of it being sort of like a, you know, a modern day version of IROC was kind of cool for me, but IROC became crap when it became all NASCAR guys. Like there was no, there was no justification of anybody else. And there it was basically 12 NASCAR drivers running on a NASCAR race yeah. the day before. Yeah. And it kind of took the whole prestige away from winning the Ironic series. And that's kind of what it's become now, because not only do you have those guys, but Clint Boyer, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick are also going to run in the series. Yeah. And that's, series that's stuff. the thing. I mean, I think it's great that the short track <laughs> fans will be able to see all these guys and Haley. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's great. I mean, like I, I get it. Um, I just wanted to see the hometown heroes. Like yeah. I thought that's what they were going to do with it. And, uh, it just, like you said, feels a little IROC esque, which I loved IROC right. when it was a mix of Indy F1 and NASCAR. Absolutely. Yep. You know, that's exactly right. So. All right. We're going to step aside and uh, take our final break and we'll wrap it up when we come back on the inside Pest. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. 
You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. One name missing that I didn't mention as part of the SRX part-time crew is Elio Castroneves, who's going to run three races. Yeah, I wish he would run full-time, see? Um, yeah, again, Elio, part of the uh, winning Rolex 24 team again, Shank. So, yeah, Elio brings a lot of personality. And like I said, I don't want to, like, be too negative because a lot of these guys have great personalities. It's great for the local fans to be able to see them all on the same track, racing in the same race. I think that's still awesome. I just liked it better when, you know, your your um, your local drivers, they have one or two of the locals in each race, and it just made it more fun to see if the locals could keep up with the big boys. And um, in several instances, they did um, and had, you know, had some good finishes. So, Well, look what it did for uh, – who was it uh, last year? I was trying Doug, to think, Doug, yeah. Well, Doug, Co- Doug Kobe, Kobe won, won. – um, and then uh, Ernie Francis obviously uh, got a, a, a run out of it. Yeah. Um, and there was another short track driver. Luke Fenhouse. Luke, yeah, that's how yes. I think of. Yes. And then uh, Bubba Pollard ran yep. a race, too. Yeah. So I like seeing those guys, and it, and it lets the fans have their hometown favorite to cheer on. And so maybe they will still announce those guys, but they haven't yet. No, that's true. We'll see. All right. So uh, we thank you guys for listening uh, and uh, being a part of our show. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have Caden and or Caleb here. Um, to uh, talk about our Daytona and our NASCAR preview for 2023. Can't believe it's already Speed Week. It's already starting. time for Speed yeah. Week. So it's, it's, it's awesome and amazing. It's going to be a great year based on what we saw at the Clash. Yep. Um, so I think we're going to set ourselves up for a great year, and uh, we'll do our picks and our final four for the finals of the NASCAR championship, like we do every single yes. year too, um, which could be good. About. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Inside Pass, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow the Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit theinsidepasslive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. 
No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.